Welcome to It's Gwinnable, the podcast of my journey to become the best woman, wife, and mother that I can be. Surprise! Welcome to the bonus episode that I decided to do. Um, So, with a little bit of encouragement, actually, which I will get into in just a second, I wanted to take a pause just from doing the New Year's resolution kind of series um, to squeeze in just a little bit of a side bonus podcast. Um, My mom actually suggested it to me of just like a general update of how our family is handling the self-isolation and just general coronavirus situation that we're having right now. Um, And I thought it'd be a really good idea because I have to say we're having a lot of fun and have some really awesome things that we've been doing that I think that people could benefit from. So um, I'm going to start with, I'll just start with Rupert. I have to say Rupert is living his best life right now. He is so happy that he has both Robin and I 24-7. You have never seen a happier toddler in your life. Uh We've been, just because we're both home, so there's an extra set of hands at all times, and different from Robin's days off, because to his days off, he's worked, and he's tired, and he needs to kind of relax and recuperate. Like, we both, Robin and I, have just really full cups right now. Like they say, you can't pour from an empty cup, but our cups are really full right now, just because there's a lot of, like outside noise that's just been dampened down as far as like his work is always just a lot of drama it's a place where he's not very happy um and that just brings like a lot of more negative kind of energy into the home where he's calling me on his way home from work or intermittently texting me throughout the day which is just whatever baloney thing he's dealing with um so it just it's been so nice to have like a full week now of that just being gone like we don't we're not even dealing with it um the first two days we dealt with it a little bit but it's been like just really relaxing and nice to kind of just sit back so because Robin and I have a little bit more energy a little bit more fuller cups with which to pour from we've been doing some extra things with Rupert that we have done before we just haven't done as much um just because one of us is burnt out or there's just not enough time. So we've he's gotten to do a lot more cooking or assisting with cooking, which he loves doing. Uh, I did it with him for the first time on Valentine's Day, actually. He and I made cookies together. And we've done it three times since Robin's been home. So it, he, it's something that has happened before, but it's happening with a lot more regularity. He's gotten to make smoothies, which he's then gotten to drink, which he's very excited about. Mostly what that involves for Rupert is standing on a chair that's pushed up against the counter beside Robin. So, and usually I'm on the other side, like he's safe. He's got good balance. The kid climbs like a monkey. Um, And watching things go into the smoothie cup. And then when it gets connected to the base, he then gets to push the button Um, the pulse button so it stops every time he lets go so he can spend easily five minutes just pushing the pulse button and watching it blend which is great Um, and it's been a good way to sneak him in some nutrients from foods he doesn't normally enjoy eating too much 
We've also made, the first day Robin was home, he made chocolate blueberry protein mini muffins. And Rupert helped with that. Uh, he got to dump, we measure, like pre-measure everything and put it into like the measuring cups or like little bowls. And then Rupert gets to dump them into the um, KitchenAid mixer bowl. Uh, so he got to do that. I think two days ago, they made chocolate chip butterscotch chip marshmallow cookies um, if you've never baked with marshmallows I highly recommend putting mini marshmallows into your cookies it makes them taste like heaven um, so they did that the other day which is super fun we're also getting out toys um, that normally I don't want to deal with just because they make too much mess or they are too time consuming to get out play with and then put away um, but because we have all of the time in the world right now and an extra set of hands, um, we've been getting out those toys more often. So he's just, yeah, loving every minute of it. Um, we have made two now obstacle courses in our living room. Uh, so we kind of rearranged the living room furniture, um, and strategically placed like his pillows and stuff so he can climb up one side, crawl across and then either climb down or fall down into a pit of stuffies basically stuffed animals to cushion his fall um we've actually just left <laughs> the stuffed animals kind of there I refer to it now as the pit of happiness and Rupert loves it when Robin picks him up and then gently tosses him into the pit of stuffed animals he laughs so hard I think I have it on video somewhere it's great um the other thing that we've been doing a lot that Rupert really likes is getting outside um, sometimes I'm reluctant to kind of get outside if it's been raining and it's muddy or if it's just a little bit cold or it can be a bit of a struggle sometimes to get Rupert to want to put on his outside clothes. Um, but we've been getting outside every single day. Uh, we, we may not like today is overcast and raining, so we may not get out today. I'm hoping that we will be brave and do it anyways. It's just he can only be out for 10-15 minutes if it's like this because his little nose and his little fingers just get so cold. Um, he does have a muddy buddy though so if you don't know a muddy buddy is a full body rain suit uh, with a hood so he can come outside and climb into any kind of mud puddle and with the exception of his shoes he's going to be 100% clean when he gets inside uh, so he's been collecting rocks which for some reason he thinks the next door neighbor's chickens like to eat they don't but thankfully the next door neighbor thinks it's funny so she doesn't mind that Rupert does it <laughs> um, and we've been doing some yard work Rupert loves to help so I was sweeping part of the driveway yesterday and Rupert grabbed he kept trying to take the broom for me, but Robin found, um, like a hoe, I think like a long handled hoe. Uh, so Rupert was just basically dragging the hoe across the dirt pile and moving it, which was adorable. A little bit noisy, but it was okay. Uh, and he loved it. So I was happy. He also, our backyard is essentially a gravel pit. So we've been working on expanding our, I attempted last year for the first time to grow a vegetable garden and we've been debating whether or not we were going to do one again this year just because of money and kind of time constraints. Uh, and then we found out that Robin was going to be home for the foreseeable future. So we decided that it may be an okay idea to at least do some prep work and get that done. And then we decided we wanted to make it more than twice as big as it was last year. Uh, so Robin was out there with a the shovel and, and all of that. But every time you move any dirt in our yard, it's basically gravel 
underneath gravel with some sandy horrible dirt uh, so I've been going through the garden and picking out the larger rocks and I'm saying larger being anything from a small boulder uh, to rocks the size of my hand would be the larger ones. <laughs> so some of the smaller ones that are actually more appropriately sized like gravel, we've been kind of leaving alone because I know for soil drainage purposes, some rocks is a good thing, just gigantic rocks, uh, not so much. So if I can easily pick them up, uh, I do that. And Rupert has been helping with that as well, which is really, really great. Um, he also likes to get his little rakes out and rake around in the garden bed and that kind of thing. So yeah, he's just been living his best life then two days in the last week, the neighbor has three chickens and Rupert runs to the fence the second he gets let outside and calls for the chickens and they come running to him. It is the best thing ever. But two days last week, the neighbor very sweetly um, chucked the chickens over to the top of the fence. So we have like a five foot chain link fence between our property and her property. And there's a little bit of an incline on her side. So it makes it a little bit higher up. Um, but she just, yeah, she can pick them up and they don't have clipped wings. So they can quote fly <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so she just kind of hurls them over the fence and they just kind of flap down and they don't mind it at all actually. So they came over for, I think about an hour and a half the first time and maybe like two, two and a half hours the second time. And they kind of wander all over our yard and eat bugs, which just makes me so happy. And Rupert runs around with them. Um, that's a polite way of putting it. He chases them a little bit, uh, which they don't really love. But thankfully, he only does it for a very short period of time. And then he kind of wanders off and does his own thing and then just smiles and laughs at them a lot. Um, he also like rolls his hands, like he rolls his wrists around um, while wiggling his fingers, like some sort of weird rotating jazz hands, um, when he looks at them and kind of goes tick, 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 tick. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> it's really cute. It's not as easy to explain, but if you, if you can see it, it's very cute. So Rupert is overjoyed with this isolation situation that we have going on here. Um, Robin and I, the first day he was officially home, attacked our house with a vengeance as far as cleaning goes. I wanted a really good um, disinfecting kind of scrub down of the house front to back. Uh, so we did like all the doorknobs, all the faucets, light switches, that kind of thing. Wiped down all the counters and like the remote controls, our phones, like high touch objects, just to make sure because we were planning on staying in for at least 14 days um, to make sure that any symptoms we were exhibiting were in fact seasonal allergies and not the coronavirus um, because it's mostly mild in a lot of people. The symptoms are vaguely similar. Um, and just to be on the safe side, we wanted to be for sure in for the next two weeks. And we wanted to make sure that anything that we had going on inside was not contaminated from the outside. Like I've seen people where the flu goes around their house four or five times. Like the one kid will bring it home from school and then the other kid will get it. Then the mom will get it. Then the dad will get it. And then suddenly the kid has it again. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I don't know if the coronavirus is like the measles in the sense that if you get it, you don't get it again. Um, or if it's like the flu where I know personally of a family of three children that have had the flu um, four times this year. <laughs> so this flu season, so not 2020, but the fall starting into the flu season, they've had it a lot. Um, 
so we did a good spring, a uh, good deep clean of the overall deep clean of the house, which was leading into, we've been taking, um, some spring cleaning activities and tackling them, which is just, it's so great to go through your space and just, it's so, I find it mentally freeing to just throw the windows open on nice warm days, get the blinds all up and just put on the radio or a podcast or what have you and just really go to town on cleaning. Um, it's, I don't know, it just makes me feel really good. Something that uh, just gives me a lot of, a lot of general happiness and joy. And Robin's been on board with that too. I think leading up to it, like when he was still going to work, he expressed a concern with being bored um, being home, like he, he wanted to put off self-isolating as long as humanly possible because he was worried about getting bored. Robin, I think I've mentioned before, does not do idle very well. He loves having things to do. Um, and when he's home, he tends to binge watch Netflix and then a too much screen time makes anybody a little bit squirrely and a little bit, I find like in our house, if any of us have too much screen time, we're all, our emotional fuse is shorter. So things that wouldn't normally upset us, upset us a lot very quickly. Um, and I did, that's true for Robin as well. So it's nice to, to, to be aware of that. And just, I know he was concerned about it in the beginning saying he didn't really want to come home. Um, not just for financial reasons, but for boredom reasons. So the day we had that conversation, I sat down and came up with a list of all of the things that we could do while Robin was home so that he wouldn't be bored. And uh, I ended up sharing it in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in. Um, just a bunch of a bunch of things that proved to him that there's a gazillion things you can do at the house. Um, but it worked out really, really well um, that he kind of had that thought because he's been on board with cleaning. He's been on board for all the yard work, uh, that we've been talking about. We, uh, did a bunch of burning, um, of some stuff. When Robin bought the house in 2015, there was a very old falling down wood fence, mostly made up of pallets. Uh, obviously Robin moved in in September. We got Magnum and Jaeger in November. Um, so that fence situation not really working so hot for us. Um, so we put in a chain link fence, uh, shortly before, or maybe just after we got married, um, to do that. And then part of them doing the fence, they said that they were willing to take the old fence away, but they were going to charge us, I think $900 to do it. And Robin's like, no, just leave it stacked in the backyard. We'll just burn it in the bonfire. Like, no big deal. Um, Vancouver Island does put on a burn ban every summer. Uh, we usually have drought issues with not enough water. Uh, so usually sometime May-ish to sometime late September, early October-ish, um, there's no burning. Um, so we were like, oh, and so it's taken us a very long time to chip away at that gigantic pile of wood in our backyard, basically, um, because you either can't burn or the wood is wet. So we have found a way to dry off sections of the wood at a time. We haul it around to an old metal shed that we have that's watertight. And as we burn the things out of it, we just 
put more stuff in to have it dry over the summer basically because um, we need like three four weeks of good rain before the lettuce burn stuff again so with robin being home we did have a day that had good venting index um, here you have to have a good venting index the day you burn and there has to be a projected good venting index for the following day as well and we had that this weekend so on sunday we burned a whole bunch of stuff um, until our pit was full of ash and we needed to stop so we could clean it out um, the next day <laughs> literally sunday we burned and on monday they made an announcement that they were starting the burn ban early this year due to the coronavirus compromising respiratory systems so we got the burning in right under the wire um, and we've actually burned just about everything we can uh, without having a saw that we don't own. Um, I'm making arrangements since we're self-isolating right now. I'm making arrangements on how to get my parents own that saw. Um, I'm making arrangements right now on how to get it from them safely uh, so that Robin can continue with... Uh, taking apart some of the pallets are a in kind of poor shape so if he pulls on them they have a tendency to maybe break apart in ways that aren't conducive to moving them and b they're significantly larger than our fire pit so they need to be made smaller to have them fit basically into our fire pit so the goal is get this off from my parents and chop the pallets that we have remaining there's one stack that's maybe three and a half, four feet tall, um, and then get that stack, uh, the cut pieces into our shed, which is mostly empty right now because of the burn we just did, um, so that they can be drying all summer so that when the burn ban is lifted and everything's back to normal this fall, we can then have a gigantic bonfire and invite people over for marshmallows. I'm looking forward to it immensely. Um, so thankfully, Robin's been really on board uh, with doing those types of things. We've done some general kind of tidying up of loose leaves and pine needles and things like that. Rearranged the porch a little bit. We pulled out Rupert's slide. Somebody down the street from us was done with their like Fisher-Price plastic awesome slide. Um, you climb up, pro I'm going to say probably four feet, and then there's a slide that goes down. And up until now, Rupert has been very afraid of the slide. I think it's just too tall slash you go down it too fast. Um, he's not been a huge fan. But yesterday, I he made it like he made the like come help me kind of noise. So I came running around the corner because I was helping Robin with something, and he had climbed to the top of the slide by himself, which a scared the crap out of me because I did not know he could do that. Um, and B made me very happy for him that he is finally not afraid of the slide anymore. So we went down the slide. We Rupert went down the slide a couple times yesterday, uh, which is super awesome. And Part of what we were doing yesterday was just kind of Robin was tidying up where the grass grows over top of like, you know, you have your yard and then it kind of encroaches over onto the cement or the pavement. The grass just kind of, it's a creepy thing, like creeping, creeping, not creepy, if that makes sense. Like not, it's not like a stalker or a weird person. It's like slow growing outside of its zone I realize that that's the same word and it has two very different meanings and now I'm picturing our grass being a creepy stalker um hopefully I didn't give you that mental image too or if I did it's hilarious so you're welcome um so he was like just basically getting a bit of a barrier between where our grass is and where 
um, our backyard has a bit that's paved and then a concrete patio. Um, the house used to be heated with a propane tank, like one of those big ones, uh, and it isn't anymore. Um, but uh, it, we still have obviously the slab that the propane gigantic tank used to sit on. Um, so anyways, he was making a bit of a barrier there and we discovered we have been in the house almost five, four and a half years. It'll be five years this September. And we've discovered that where we thought was grass in our backyard is actually patio stones that has been completely covered over in grass. So we had like a surprise discovery yesterday of all these stones um, that are just, you can't see them when you're walking around in a backyard. It is the craziest thing. So today the plan was we usually go outside after Rupert wakes up from his snap in the afternoons. And the plan was for Robin to start popping those stones up and just see like we both kind of made our bets, if you will, for like how far we think the patio comes into the yard. Cause you can't see it at all. Um, and we, he was going to come out today and like start popping them up with the shovel. Um, given the amount of rain that is currently falling, I don't think that's going to happen today. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be, um, just a rainy day snuggle party inside the house this afternoon, which is fine. Uh, we've been out a lot. It, it's such a nice like break from the day to get out and breathe some fresh air and spend some time outside getting some vitamin D on days where the sun is out, which is not today, but, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to to what the afternoon brings, and I w- I will update the podcast, all of you guys, on what happens with the mysterious surprise patio we found uh, when we get outside to kind of do that. The other thing that we've been doing, we talked about doing it, and we actually started it before um, the 14 day isolation, like before Canada really had any announced cases of the coronavirus. Um, I was listening to a podcast, this would have been over a month ago now, um, and someone was interviewing minimalists, people who live with the bare minimum of what they absolutely have to have, clean open spaces, that kind of thing. Um, That's not me. (laughs) I am trying to kind of pare down on like the non-essentials in life, uh, but I will never be a minimalist. Um, I love them though, like more power to you. If you are one, I think that you have achieved a level of success in life that I am so happy for you for. Um, But they were talking about, because like, I guess they're famous minimalists. I've never heard of them before because not something I generally follow. But they were talking about like people say to them all the time, like, how do I get started? Or like, what do I do if I want to like massively declutter my life? And they said they had two general pieces of advice they give to people. For the really extreme, like you're just fed up to, you know, your eyeballs and you just want to get done, um, you pretend that you're moving to the point where like you go get boxes and you pack everything in your home like you're about to move out. Um, Yeah. And then you leave everything packed in those boxes for three weeks. So you spend your life living out of boxes for three weeks. Anytime you need something, you go get it from whatever box is packed in. At the end of those three weeks, anything left in the boxes goes. You just basically move the boxes out of your house. And I was like, wow, that is extreme. Um, 
for us, I don't think that would work. Although I like the idea of being able to clean the house like we're moving out. Um, just with Rupert's toys and living life, our house is pretty small. I don't think nowhere we would even store all of the boxes of literally our entire lives being packed into them for three weeks. Um, so not for us. But the second thing that they said was they suggest a 30-day declutter challenge. And the idea behind it is you challenge your family or your friends or whoever, get a couple people all together, challenge them with there being stakes on the line. So like if you quit, you lose something. And if you finish, you win something. So more than one person can win because everybody can finish for themselves. Um, But the idea is you lose something if you quit before the 30 days. And um, I didn't really... There wasn't really anyone like that I felt like I could challenge necessarily. Um, It's not something that my mom would usually want to get involved in. Um, And I know that like my best friend Shandy, she's spent like the last several years of her life um, decluttering and minimalizing. And my sister-in-law Chelsea, who's a good friend too, um, recently had just like she was gearing up to move. So she had already gone through, she was downsizing actually. So she had already gone through all of her stuff and donated a lot of it. So one not really a good option for her. So I just challenged Robin, which means our house basically is being done twice, once for me and once for him. So the premise behind the 30-day declutter challenge is on day one, you donate one thing. On day two, you donate two things. On day three, you donate three things and so on until on day 30, you donate 30 things. So we decided that we would start it on the 15th of the month. Um, that's generally when I start things. <laughs> um, recently, this year anyways, it's when I start things that are new. Um, and I, so I printed off a piece of paper for each of us. That was basically a grid um, that most of the boxes were grayed out. And then every day that number was exposed so that you could cross off the items as you donated them to kind of keep track of where you were at. Um, So we both donated our one thing on the first day. Actually, Robin donated about eight things the day before and he wanted credit for them the day we started. And I said no, because he donated them before we started. (laughs) So he he donated a couple of bonus things because he got excited and a little bit pre-motivated, which is fine. Um, I think I did that. We did the math and I think it's going to be over a thousand items. If both of us make it to the end of the month without quitting, um, it's going to be over a thousand items that we get rid of. So I'm super pumped because we're constantly saying our house is too small for the amount of stuff that we have. Um, so really, really excited about that. So the first day we did really well, we donated our one item and then we forgot about it for like three days. We were busy with dealing with Robin's work and stuff and other things and suddenly we were like oh now we have to play catch up because we're supposed to be on day six and we've only done day one um so we did we got caught up and then two days ago day before yesterday yeah the day before yesterday Robin decided to do we have an enclosed um locked shed on our deck and Robin decided that he was going to declutter that which is amazing um it's a fairly small shed but it's the only um, watertight storage that we have that's not inside of our home like our garage is not watertight so anything you put out there um, either has to be able to get wet or you have to go to great lengths to package it and protect it um, unfortunately our garage needs a new roof uh, and that kind of thing anyways so he decided to declutter the 
outside um, shed, the deck shed. And he went from day six to day 15 decluttering the shed. So he got ahead because we were only supposed to be on day 10. Um, but I was excited about the progress that he was making. So we let that slide. Um, not much on the deck sh uh, shed that I could donate though. So yesterday I did the living room. I did, uh, and then when Rupert was napping, we, we both just went at our bedroom closet hard, um, with decluttering and I got caught up to day 15, which is I think like this Sunday. So we're both ahead of schedule right now, basically. Um, and then today, um, I just like had the momentum and even though we were both ahead and could have coasted a little bit, I just really wanted to keep it going. So like I went and did Rupert's room and anything in Rupert's room, um, this is where like the trouble kind of runs in, especially too now that we're getting to like bigger numbers that we're putting out. It's not just stuff that I owned before we got married. That's kind of mine. Like I can go through my books and I can donate them if I want to. Uh, and Rob, and like, obviously I can go through my clothes and donate them if I want to. And Rob can go through and donate his clothes or whatever, if he wants to. But there's a lot of things, especially when we get to like the living room and the kitchen and Rupert's room that both of us have to agree to donate it because it belongs to us collectively as a family. Um, so going through Rupert's room, I kind of like, I made decisions on stuff and asked Robin about it. And he, like, he agreed with everything I said to let's get rid of. Um, so I gave like whatever we came up with, I gave half of the points to him, half the points to me, which is kind of how we're going to do things, uh, when we get through with our dressers and stuff like that. So anything that's mutual, um, if we donate 10 things, he gets five, I get five. Um, with Rupert's stuff, it came out to an odd number, but I was ahead of Robin cause I donated like 47 books. Um, I gave Robin 10 of my books cause I felt bad for him. Um, so I, I massively caught up getting rid of a bunch of books. Um, so I gave him six and I took five basically cause Rupert's stuff came out to an odd number. So super pumped about the like progress we're making. The only downside of this declutter challenge is right now our house is a disaster zone thankfully we had several empty boxes which was really great but um we have like obviously we can't pack the stuff up in the car and take it and donate it right now because nobody should be accepting donations right now um if they are I disagree and think they shouldn't be so I'm not going to participate in that because scientists have not yet agreed upon how long the coronavirus lives in various materials and objects uh, I don't want to donate anything right now. So we need to pack it all up and stack it somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's my job for this afternoon, um, is figuring out where we can put things. Um, that'll be mostly out of our way until we figure out, um, how long it's going to take for, to be 100% certain that they're safe to give to other people. Um, a lot of the stuff we're getting rid of can be donated. Some of the stuff is just things that are tired and worn out and like really not pass onable, which we can just discard in the garbage, which is fine. But, uh, I don't want to waste things that have more life that someone else could enjoy that we're just done using. Um, but I also don't want to encourage, like, I don't believe that, like, I don't believe that anyone in my house is sick. None of us really have respiratory issues going on right now. Um, like I said, we all suffer from seasonal allergies, so we're all like sniffly, itchy eyes, um, sneezing a lot. Robin and I did have, um, elevated temperatures last week. We hit low grade fever level, um, managed easily with Tylenol, no big deal. 
Um, but because the coronavirus in people who are not elderly and in people who do not have um, extenuating circumstances as far as immunocompromisation, um, it's, it can be very, very mild for people, Robins, in my age. Um, so we're just staying home, A, because that's what the government has asked literally everybody to do, um, to help flatten the curve and take the strain off of our healthcare system. And B, because some of, some seasonal allergy symptoms are the same as the coronavirus symptoms, uh, we may have it. Um, it is not likely, but possible. (laughs) So do we think we have it? No. Um, do we have some vague symptoms that generally vaguely resemble it? Yes. Um, right now, BC is only testing healthcare professionals, frontline workers, um, and people who are known to have a connection with uh, an outbreak spot. So there's a co- been a couple of hot spots in BC where they know that there's been outbreaks. Um, one is a long-term care facility that I think has 55 positive cases now or 10, the, 10 of the 13 deaths in BC have come from one specific place, um, which is unfortunately a long-term residential care home, uh, in Vancouver. My heart goes out so hard to those families and to the 19 so far employees, um, who've contracted the coronavirus from there as well. Um, horrible situation and I feel, I feel for them. I really do. Um, yeah. So the, you know, the prime minister of the country and as long as well as the minister for health for BC have said, self-isolate, stay home, uh, only leave the house for absolute essential things. Um, and if you do have to leave your house, practice safe distancing, Um, the minister for health did clarify that going for walks in our rural neighborhood was okay. As long as if we ran into strangers, we steer clear of them, which we don't even usually see people. Um, we holler hello if someone's in their yard from about 20 feet out, (laughs) but other than that, uh, not too much going on in our, uh, general neck of the woods. So, um, yeah, so we're mostly just, we're staying home because it's the right thing to do and because it is what everyone should be doing. Um, regardless of whether or not they've traveled and regardless of whether or not they have an immunocompromised person living in their home. It's just, you've been told to do it, so freaking do it. (laughs) And that's the end of that story. You can tell that it really makes me angry when I see people online commenting that it's life as usual for them because statistically, they're likely to be fine. Um, Yeah, anyways... So yeah, we're having like a really fantastic time and we're getting stuff checked off our to-do list that has been on our to-do list for four or five years. And um, that's about it for kind of what's going on with us right now. It looks like Robin is coming out to scare the crap out of me. I've been very jumpy all day today. So every time he walks around the corner, I like scream and jump like three feet. So he just tried to, oh, Rupert's up from his nap. Okay, I'm going to go for right now and I will talk to everybody soon. I I hope that you're having as great of an isolation time as we're having. And uh, I hope you enjoy the surprise bonus episode. Let me know what you're doing with your self-isolation. If you have any tips or tricks or fun things, (laughs) Uh, send me an email. It's gwinnable at 
itsguinable.gmail.com. So I-T-S-G-U-I-N-A-B-L-E at gmail.com. And I will see you next for our regular scheduled podcast. Have a great time, everybody.